I have a serious question for you. Why is the world of wellness so serious? It's all about discipline, willpower, all work and no play. And to be honest, the focus seems to be much more on how we look than how we feel. These impossible standards can feel like a full-time job, but it doesn't have to. Welcome to Part-Time Wellness, the podcast where we redefine wellness and create health habits that enhance our life, not overtake it. I'm Chelsea Eithoven, a wellness coach for women with ADHD, late diagnosed ADHD or myself, and your biggest cheerleader. I believe that you can have it all. You can experience a life of fulfillment, joy, and play, along with thriving health and wellness. You can have your cake and eat it too. Why else would you make a cake? ADHDers deserve to experience the feeling of thriving, not just surviving. So together, we'll explore the world of wellness and life in general with ADHD. Don't forget to subscribe and let's dive in. We've got a lot to chat about. Hey guys, welcome back to Part-Time Wellness, the podcast where we do not get our wellness habits from Shein. (laughs) No, I'm kidding, kind of, but I'm excited to share this analogy with you today because I think it makes so much sense. But we're going to be talking about quick fix diets today and why specifically ADHDers can be such a target for these quick fix diets, why it can be so easy to fall into these. And I'm speaking this from complete personal experience. The first 25, 27 years of my life, well, I mean, not when I was like an infant, but you know, when I was the age that you could know that your body should look a certain way and you should be doing something to change it. From that age until I was 27, I was hopping from quick fix to quick fix fad diet to fad diet. And I got to the point where I was just freaking exhausted and I couldn't do it anymore. So we're going to talk about why this can happen for those of us with ADHD. But as you know, we're going to start with a little intro. I do want to say thank you so much to everyone who reached out about the episode last week or two weeks ago, the last episode that dropped If you did not listen to that one, that's totally okay. I don't listen to every single episode of podcasts I love, but my sweet dog, she was a bloodhound. We had to say goodbye to her a few weeks ago, and that was so difficult. But I am finally kind of coming out of the other end of that. Not that the grief is gone, but the depression and just not wanting to do anything is finally subsiding and I'm starting to feel like my normal self again and still missing her. Of course, that's, I don't think that'll ever change, but I appreciate every single one of you that reached out and said kind words. There was a lot of you and that means so freaking much to me. I say it every single time, but I love you guys. You guys are the best. I get messages now every week (laughs) and I just, it makes me so happy. I just love you guys. So thank you so much. And I do have some value to bring from this experience. And it's kind of from the idea that resistance is revealing, right? The thing that you don't want to do a lot of the time can really help you, right? And it's interesting kind of sussing out what is resistance for something that we know we're actually going to enjoy doing versus something that we absolutely hate and we're forcing ourselves to do because we think we should. I don't know. It's a really fine line. We don't believe in black and white here, right? It's it's a blurred line. But sometimes resistance is revealing. And the thing I was resisting through 
this experience was <laughs> socializing. I kind of became reclusive and I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to leave the house. Um, I had a trip planned to Florida to see some of my family, which I just got back yesterday, but I see family and friends and whatnot. And at one point I was like, I don't even know if I want to go. I didn't want to leave the house. I just was in this like depressive state, but forcing myself to get out and socialize and go to my nephew's birthday party and then go to Florida and seeing all my people and getting out of my norm and not further just going into my hole of isolation was so helpful. And it really helped me snap out of it. So sometimes the thing that we're resisting is the thing that will actually help, which is so annoying, you know? And I know a lot of people always talk about how annoying it is. Like, I feel like this gets talked about a lot with exercise, right? And it's like, it's so freaking annoying that exercise actually is beneficial for our mental health. Cause we're like, okay, I know I've heard it a million times, whatever. I know this, you know, but then it's like, you do it and you're like, okay, yeah, I hate to admit it, but I do feel better. <laughs> and I'm at the point where I don't have resistance to exercise, but I definitely have resistance to socializing. And this was a good reminder that if I'm feeling stuck and feeling down and I'm just like, not wanting to see any people. Sometimes the best thing is to see people. So just thought I'd share that with you guys, just a little tidbit from this past week of what's going on in my life. And I also wanted to share with you my hyper-focus of the week. And I'm so excited to share this one with you because you guys, I have been using this for about a month and I'm so freaking excited. So us ADHDers, we get excited about planners. We get excited about organization things, right? And typically we buy them, we use them a few days and we're like, we kind of realize, okay, this is not what I was looking for. You know, it, it doesn't help. We forget about it, whatever. And it falls off. I actually think I found a planner that is different. It is different this time. And I'm so excited to share it with you. So I bought this planner on Amazon. It is $13.95 on Amazon. I actually have the link on my Amazon storefront in the show notes. So you can find that there if you want to purchase it. But I was looking for one that's a notepad style because what I notice with planners, if I'm writing something down or even like digitally as well, if I have an app that I can shut and not look at, I won't open the planner again. I won't open the app again. And like I'll look at it, you know, till 11 a.m. And then the rest of the day, I just don't look at it. So that's not super beneficial for me. So I was searching around for a long time for a planner that I felt like met my needs, didn't have the stuff that I didn't need, but was actually useful for my ADHD brain. And this one that I found is a notepad and it's about the size of a regular piece of paper, but you can't shut it. So you just rip off the page when you're done with it and throw it away or save it, whatever you want. But I just love how this one is set up. So again, you can look at it if you want to see it visually in the show notes, but there's a space for a to-do list, but here's the key. It's like a small space for a to-do list. Like there's probably 10 bullet points on there, which may even be a bit much, but my problem is with ADHD, I think I can get 447 million things done in a day. So I make this list and I look at it when I'm making it and I'm like, yeah, this is totally reasonable. And it's like 47 item list. Like it's like a month's worth of work. <laughs> and I do this all the time. And then I feel really disappointed in myself because I never finish my to-do list. 
But of course I don't because it's like 12 pages long. So I like that it has a limited amount of space for the to-do list, number one. And then it has a space where you can put in your top three goals of the day. And I love this because what I do is I pick three things for my to-do list that I'm like, if nothing else got done today, these three things, like if I can end the day and feel good about myself, and I usually only make one of them a work thing, like one goal per day to finish, like project to finish for work, right? Or like, for example, today's is record this podcast and send it, right? So it's like a just one project, that's number one. And then the other two are typically things that are like having to do with personal life because I can get really one track mind and forget totally about my personal life. And I dive all in on one or the other. So it kind of helps me to do one work thing and then two things like it's like, oh, I really need to (laughs) go to the store. Otherwise, I'm not going to have food for the rest of the week, whatever. I love that about this planner. There's also a space where you can put out your schedule. So after I do my to-do list, I write out a little tentative, it always changes, you know, schedule for myself. And then I can notice that has also really helped me taking the to-do list, putting it into a schedule format because I can see the hours of the day. And that is what has helped me realize that my lists are way too long because I'm like, oh, there's literally not enough hours in a day for me to do all of these things. Um, And I need time to rest and to eat and to go for a walk and to nurture my mental sanity, right? So I love that about this planner, as well as the fact that there is a section where you write down your meals. That is really nice. So I choose all my meals at the beginning of the day. I look in the fridge and then I don't have to think about it and stare at the fridge when I have no executive function at 4 p.m. and I'm starving and I'm like, what am I going to eat? I already have it written down and kind of planned out. I've made that decision ahead of time. That's super helpful. And there's a little section with tiny little water cups that you can color in as you drink a cup of water. And I love that as well. And there's also a section that's called health and fitness. And that's where I write down my movement for the day or whatever piece of the core six that I'm focusing on. I write that down. So I love this because to me, it's very well-rounded. It's like there's places for you to write out your work priorities and your to-do list and whatnot. But then there's also that focus on wellness with the water and the health and fitness and the food. To me, that is really valuable because as ADHDers, we can forget that stuff and you can't shut the notebook. So if you bring it with you into whatever room you're in, you're looking at that stuff and you're having a visual reminder of these things throughout the day. So I love this planner. It is working so well for me. Like I said, I've been using it for about a month, 13 bucks. It is in the show notes. The planner that they show, I couldn't link the one that I used, but it's the same link, but you click on it and it looks blue. Click over to the pink one. That is a different format and I haven't bought the blue one. The one that I have is the pink one. So if you're in the market for a new planner and this sounds appealing to you, maybe give it a try. I mean, it's 13 bucks, you know, not too big of an investment. So that is my hyper focus of the week because it really has been helping me so much. And I waited a bit before I told you guys about it. I try to do that so that I'm not telling you guys something. And then like a week later, I'm like, oh, I hate it. All right. So that is that. And by the way, while I'm going off and I'm looking at the time and it's been 11 minutes already, I do want to mention to you, I had one person who messaged me and said that I blabber too much. And you know, my RSD was 
kicked in and I was like, oh my gosh, does everybody think that? And then I was like, no, I like to listen to podcasts where people kind of chit chat at the beginning. I enjoy knowing about the person's life. I enjoy having multiple topics, but not too much, you know, like stuff that's going to be valuable to you. But that being said, if you don't like the chit chat in the beginning, now in the show notes, there are timestamps. So if you want to skip straight to the subject, that's totally fine. Go for it. That does not hurt my feelings at all. Um, but if you don't like me talking in the beginning, just feel free to keep it to yourself. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to message me and let me know everything you hate about the podcast. If you love it, I'd love to know. But if you don't like something, it's, you can just skip it. You don't even have to listen. Maybe that's just my RSD speaking, but that's the, I just wanted to say there are the timestamps that you can use if you would prefer to skip straight to the topic. And that being said, let's get into our topic for today. So I mentally thought of this analogy and I was like, oh my gosh, to me, this is the perfect analogy. And it's the idea that a lot of us want habits, want to create habits and want wellness and want the results like we want clothes from Shein, right? And so if you don't know what Shein is, I'm Bet you probably do because most of the listeners are in the age range of 20 to 40 years old and Shein is super popular right now and most of my listeners are women. But if you don't know what Shein is, not saying that everybody in that group knows what it is, but it is a clothing, like there's an app, I think there's, you know, a website as well, but it's a clothing company that is super, super, super cheap clothing, super trendy, and you get it relatively quick. For me, it's coming from the other side of the world. So it's pretty quick considering that. But the appeal is it's really cheap, right? So there's a low investment. You pay, like I'm talking like there'll be dresses that are $10. There'll be shirts that are $3. It is super cheap and it's stuff that's really trendy right now. But of course, there's always a but. So it seems like a win-win, right? Like it's like, oh, it's cheap. It's trendy. It's so cute. It looks amazing on this model on the website and you order it and it's like, this is going to be great. And you don't have to invest that much into it, but then it arrives at your house and you're so excited and you get it and you open the package and it's not exactly what you saw online, right? It's like, I have ordered from Shein in the past which I don't anymore because labor issues with Shein and like they're not paying their people hardly anything. It's awful. But anyways, it comes and like, it's also not good quality, right? You put this stuff in the washing machine and it is completely torn apart after one wear. It's very cheap. It looks cheap. It often doesn't fit the way it looks like it fit on the model. So it's just not what you expected. But what it is essentially is it's a quick fix. It's a quick fix. It's low investment. You don't have to work very hard for it. Not that I'm, you know, I'm definitely not saying like, you got to work hard for everything. That is not the message here. Okay. (laughs) But the message is sometimes if it seems too good to be true, especially with these quick fixes, it usually is. And a lot of times if we want something to last a long time, so this piece of clothing or whatever, there has to be some investment on the front end of taking the time to make a good product that's going to last, right? And that may mean that we have to invest a little bit more upfront and maybe pay a little bit more. So getting your habits from Shein, I feel like we have this same mindset a lot of the time 
with wellness habits. And what we're going to talk about in this episode is two reasons why ADHDers can kind of fall prey to these quick fixes and quick diets that promise these huge, 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 crazy results within a month or six weeks or something like that. But I do feel like we think of habits the same way, right? Like if we want these habits that are going to last forever, but we want them to happen in the blink of an eye. And again, zero judgment here. I still want this. Like I wish this was a possibility that like we could get habits that we create all of our habits in the blink of an eye and wake up the next day and become a totally different person and I wish it was that easy, but when it comes to habits, it takes a little bit more investment up front, or when we invest more time up front, it tends to work out better in the long run if we're doing it the right way, of course, right? So let's talk about it. Why are ADHDers kind of prey for these quick fix diets and wellness plans that promise us huge results in a short period of time? Well, as I was thinking about it, I was like, this makes complete sense for two reasons. Number one, time blindness. And number two, because ADHDers need a template. And I'll explain what I mean by both of those. So let's start with time blindness and why, because of the fact that ADHDers are prone to time blindness means that it's very easy for us to get sucked into the lure of a quick fix or a diet, right? Or like a lot of diets do promise a quick fix. So what I'm talking about a quick fix diet, first of all, real quick, I'm talking about something that you are on this really restrictive diet for a short period of time and you have the mindset that you're going to do this diet that you don't really enjoy. So just an example, some of you do love keto and that is okay. And I'm not saying keto is wrong. What I'm saying is if you don't enjoy it or if it's difficult for you or if it's like super restrictive for you, which it would be for me, then that would be an example of something that's a quick fix. So anything that you're going to want to do for a short period of time, but you know you can't maintain in the long run is what I'm identifying as a quick fix or a diet. So we're going to use keto as the example. You think to yourself, I need this change right now, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to basically suffer right now, and I'm going to be on keto for a month, two months, three months, until I lose the weight, and once I lose the weight, I will go back to, not back to the habits that I have now, but back to like more moderate habits, right? I'm not going to be as aggressive. I'm going to allow myself to have this or that or the other after a few months because I'll lose the weight and then I'll maintain, right? And that's the mindset we have about it, I think. This was always my mindset. I always thought I'm going to be aggressive for now and then once I reach my goal, then I won't have to be as aggressive and I will maintain. Unfortunately, it never works out that way. I battled with this and I did this cycle for, like I said, until I was 27 until I realized this isn't really working the way I thought it would. And I don't know why it took me that long, but sometimes just somebody says something and it clicks for us or we just got to learn things in our own time, you know? So it took me 27 years, whatever. So that's what a quick fix is. And that's what I'm kind of defining it as, is that kind of mental process of saying, I'm going to work really hard now, get the change pretty quickly because I'm going to be aggressive now and then go back to my normal habits, which didn't end up happening because I was so restrictive that I ended up 
binging and I could not even maintain this for like, I don't do well with mental or physical restriction. Most humans don't, but anyways, so that is what I'm defining as a quick fix. And let's talk about time blindness right now and what that has to do with how we can be lured into these quick fixes. So if you haven't heard of time blindness, it's the idea that as ADHDers, we have very little concept of time. And I think that's in the big picture and in the small picture. So what I mean by that is like in a small picture, in a day, sometimes we can't tell the difference between five minutes and three hours, right? Like if we're hyper-focusing on something, it could be three hours passes and it feels like five minutes. And on a bigger scale, I feel like some of us can't tell the difference between something that was yesterday and something that was five months ago. And I definitely fall into both of those categories. But because we are not able to judge time passing or know how far out something is or recognize that something is a year from now and we should start preparing for it now, right? A lot of people say time blindness is the concept that we have two versions of time. There is now and there's not now, right? And I think with ADHDers, this is super true. There's now and there's not now. And because of that, when we decide we want something, we want it now because the only alternative to that is not now. And so if those are my only choices, hell yeah, I want it now, (laughs) you know? So think about that in terms of when you want to make a change to your wellness. So we want to make a change to our wellness. We maybe for whatever reason, you're like, you know, and I want to be careful here not to just define wellness as the way our body looks, because for me, that is not what wellness is anymore. And I'm assuming a lot of my listeners as well, because we talk about this kind of stuff a lot. To me, wellness has nothing to do with what my body looks like, but that's what I used to think. And I used to correlate thinness with wellness, which is not true, but like on a scientific level, but we won't get into that in this episode. Listen to maintenance phase. If you're interested in this kind of topic and exploring this on a researched level and not just from me, who's going to try to reiterate it. You know what I mean? So maintenance phase, amazing podcast. If you are interested in understanding how thinness is not correlated with health and diet culture, it is such a good podcast. They're also hilarious, but I digress. We realize we want this change for whatever reason. We aren't treating our bodies the way we feel would help us feel best in our bodies. We don't feel energized. Maybe you do want a physical change. There's nothing wrong with wanting something physical to change to your body, right? I also don't want to shame anybody for that because I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We want to change. And we only realize this when we want it right away. So because of this time blindness, we're motivated by urgency as ADHDers. So think about in school when you had a project due a month from now, you're like, I'll deal with that later. And you really never feel any motivation to work on the project until all of a sudden the project is due tomorrow and you stay up all night finishing it. This is called procrastination, as you know, and I'm sure you're probably very familiar with, but we also do this when it comes to wellness. So this may have cropped up for you. The way it used to be for me was like, oh my God, I'm going to the beach in a week and I feel terrible about my body, right? Like just like body shaming myself and all of a sudden my wellness and what my body looked like and making changes to my diet and exercise 
became urgent. What are the things that make promises that they can't keep, but make promises to make quick changes? And that is diets where people say they lost 10 pounds in the first 10 days or whatever, right? Like these super restrictive, intense diets. So can you see how time blindness can make it so that we fall into these things because they make these huge promises, right? These detoxes that your whole body is going to look changed in four days. And, you know, it makes sense that we can be very easy targets for these things that are going to, I'm not saying they don't work. I'm not saying you wouldn't lose 10 pounds in 10 days, but then what, what happens after that? You restricted yourself so hard that you're never going to maintain that. And you're going to be playing this cat and mouse chasing game for the rest of your life, or rather I was. So something else interesting about wellness to me, I find this very interesting is that it's something that is not urgent until it is right. So like wellness may become urgent if we get diagnosed with an illness that we have to change our diet and exercise, or we are, you know, so exhausted that we're like falling asleep at the wheel every day or whatever it is. We realize we're so unhappy that we're like, you know, drowning ourselves in alcohol every day or whatever the case is that wellness isn't urgent until it is on a normal basis. If we're feeling pretty okay and like nothing is really like just so uncomfortable, wellness isn't urgent. And so other things are actually urgent, right? We do have to sign the form for the field trip for our kids. We do have to finish this project for work. We do have to get to this appointment on time, right? So wellness can kind of fall to the back burner and it makes sense until it's all of a sudden urgent. And then we fall into these quick fixes where we make changes for a short period of time and then we're not able to maintain them. And I found that this made things for me even worse on all levels because I couldn't maintain anything. And I thought this meant something about myself And I only realized since my diagnosis that this doesn't mean anything about me. It just means that I was following this pattern because of this time blindness that wasn't making me feel my best and was making me feel really guilty and was also not getting me where I wanted to go. So it wasn't that that's the wrong way and my way is the right way. It's that I realized that it wasn't serving me. So if you're at the place now where you are doing this, If it works for you and you feel good about what's going on in your life and you feel well and you feel happy about your choices, that is amazing. And that's what wellness is, right? And I truly, truly believe wellness is so individual. It's different for every person. And that may be what works for you. And if you feel like whatever you're doing right now works for you, I highly encourage you to keep doing that because that is what matters. If you feel good, you feel happy, you feel well, then that's what matters and keep doing that. But I think for a lot of us, this quick fix diet of doing it when it's urgent and for a short period of time, falling back into our old habits and continuing that cycle forever is not benefiting a lot of us. And what might benefit us more is instead of getting those habits from Shein, right? And looking for a quick fix, investing some time and energy and some curiosity into creating wellness habits in a different way, a way that takes more time and does not promise overnight change, right? And does not promise radical, huge, instant 
change, which is so exciting and alluring to our ADHD brain. So that's number one reason I think that it's very easy for ADHDers to fall into quick fixes and diets is because of time blindness. The second reason that I think ADHDers, it can be very easy for ADHDers to fall into quick fixes and diets is because we want a template. And I'm going to explain to you what I mean by this. And I'm also going to let you know that I heard this one time on one TikTok. Something about hearing this clicked something in my brain that made so much sense to me. And I really wanted to reference that TikTok and find out if there's a name for this phenomenon or research it more and look for actual, like legitimate research on this and have some like solid science-backed information for you guys on this topic. So what I did was earlier this week, I was looking for the TikTok. I was positive. I had saved it my favorites. I still think it's in there somewhere, but I'm not even kidding. I went to my favorites and I flipped through for two and a half hours, two and a half hours. I could have kept going, but I have like over 3000 TikToks saved, which I've like never looked back at them until now. So I don't even know why I saved them, but that's a story for another day. (laughs) You know, like we always save all these things, these screenshots. I have millions of screenshots of things that I've never looked back on, but anyways, could not find it, could not find it. So just, just know that maybe I'll find more information on this in the future and be able to reference it in a... (laughs) more, you know, legitimate way. But for now, it's just going to be based off of what I remembered and what clicked for me. And maybe it'll click for you the way I explain this. So what the TikTok was, was it was saying that I think it was a mom who was helping her son with school and he had a lot of trouble getting started, which he was diagnosed with ADHD later. And then she understood, right? But he had trouble getting started, which a lot of us do. And I think this is relevant for wellness habits as well, right? We have trouble getting started because starting from a blank slate is super, super overwhelming. Like if we don't know, it almost ties into the time blindness too. We're not able to picture the end result of whatever it is. So in the case of this TikTok, it was saying he wasn't able to picture the end result of his finished paper that he was writing. So he had such difficulty getting started because there's so many things to think about. Think about wellness. There's so many things to think about. There's so many things to consider. There's so many options out there. Goodness, there's so many options out there. And it's very overwhelming for us to get started on these kinds of things. So we like a template. And if we have a template of some sort, like for example, if he is not starting from a blank page to write his paper, but he is starting from a template that he knows he's going to have an introduction, paragraph one, paragraph two, paragraph three, conclusion. <laughs> Was that a five paragraph essay? I think I remember that. Shocking that I remember anything from high school, but <laughs> once you have that template, it becomes less overwhelming and you say, okay, well, here we go. Here's the three main points I could talk about. And here is what I could talk about in the introduction. And here's the conclusion. It's going to wrap it all up, right? And then all of a sudden you have this template and your brain starts working and you just start filling in the pieces. And all of a sudden you look back and you have a finished product, right? But if you don't have that template and you have all these ideas in your head floating around, it's super confusing and overwhelming, right? And this is the story of my freaking life. You guys, as I'm saying this, this is how I feel about almost everything. Like, and this is why I like to create templates for myself, right? I like to have something 
that is some sort of guidance because otherwise I forget and I'm starting from a blank slate every time. So I used to do this when I would sit down to plan my weeks. Now I have, like, I would just be so overwhelmed. I would write down everything, every possible to do, which is like stuff that's like goes six months in the future and stuff that's like six months overdue and like, you know, just all these things. And the ADHD brain can get so overwhelmed with all that information and not know how to organize it that a template is very helpful. Now, what is a diet if not a template? It like gives you the play-by-play. You have a template. It says you can eat this, you can't eat that. It gives you this diet plan. Eat this day one, eat this day two, eat this day three, etc., etc. It gives you the play-by-play. And all of a sudden, this big goal that was like so confusing and it was like, I don't know where to even start, how to, just thinking about focusing on quote unquote being well or focusing on quote unquote wellness or focusing on quote unquote eating well without a diet or guidelines or a template of some sort feels too vague. We feel like we're not really going to make a difference. We don't know where to start. We get overwhelmed and we usually will end up like quitting before we even begin. But that diet offering this template and saying, all right, this is exactly what you need to do helps us feel less overwhelmed. The blank page syndrome is really overwhelming. And what I want to say is, this is totally understandable. This is totally fair. And I think this is why, again, ADHDers can be such prey to these diets. Because we're like, I get it. You say to eat in moderation. You say to just exercise or just drink water. Like, it's not that hard. Just do it in moderation. And you're like, I don't know how to do that. I need somebody to lay out these guidelines for me, right? Now, the hilarious catch-22 to this is, as ADHDers, we also don't love following plans that other people make for us. (laughs) It's so funny. Like, I did a TikTok on this one time, and it was like, ADHD is such catch-22. It is so um, contradictory, right? Like, it's so contradictory in so many ways, but this is definitely one of them. That, like, we want somebody to help us give us a template so we're not overwhelmed, but then we don't really like following other people's templates. We want to create a template for ourselves, right? And it's kind of funny talking about the planner at the beginning of this episode. This is why we love planners, right? It feels like a template. It feels like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the thing that changes my life because now I feel like I have some guidance to make everything less overwhelming. But what typically happens with planners, right? We don't follow through with it. We forget about it because it's not our template. It's not customized to our particular needs and wants and desires. And you know, that's why I was so excited to find this one planner that at this moment in time, it fits my needs and wants and desires. I don't think it will forever because I am ever changing and I reserve the right to change my mind at any moment in time about anything. Anyways, I like the planner for now and that's what matters because what are the times, right? Now and not now. (laughs) So I'll worry about it not now when I don't like that planner anymore. But this happens with diets too. We get excited. We are in the now and we're like, this is working. I love it. This is amazing. We also see the templates that other people set up, right? So this is somebody else set up and we know that they got the results that we want, right? This person on TikTok told us their eating plan and they look amazing. Or this person does intermittent fasting and they have improvement over their ADHD symptoms or they feel less brain fog or whatever it is. And they have this template and they're telling us how amazing it is for them. And we feel like 
we're going to have the same results for us. But the problem with these diets and the problem with quick fixes and the problem with these pre-made templates that aren't customized to ourselves is just that, that they don't account for our own personal needs, wants, desires, history, experiences, life, you know, everything. It has to be customizable. But again, it's a catch-22 because if there's no template and there's not, it's not customized, then we're overwhelmed, right? And it is just like, it feels difficult to know another way to do things. So I want to offer you a mindset shift, number one, that can help you with this. A mindset shift if you feel that you are somebody who is prone to these quick fix diets, you fall prey to them all the time, same exact situation I was explaining, and you want something different, I'm going to, number one, offer you a mindset shift that you can try for free that could help you massively. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about the template that I have created, which is basically a template for you to create a template for yourself, for your wellness habits. Meta, I know it'll make sense in a moment, but anyways, first of all, the mindset shift, the mindset shift that you can use if you are feeling impatient with your wellness habits, if you reach that point where you're like, oh my gosh, I want change and I want it right now. And I know these quick fix diets don't work. What can I do to focus on this right now? And what I want you to shift or focus on rewriting this thought in your brain Shift from focusing on the future or the not now to focusing on the now. Focus on the present. So what do I mean by that? Instead of thinking about the results you want, right, and what it's going to look like after you do all these habits, uh, after you have achieved the thing you want to achieve and how your life is going to be perfect, which, spoiler alert, it's not going to be perfect when you change your habits. I had to learn that the hard way. I had to like get my quote unquote dream body to realize, oh my God, this isn't the thing that I thought was going to make me happy for 27 years. Anyways, um, instead of thinking of the results, I want you to think about how to enjoy the experience of your wellness habits. By the way, in the part-time wellness world, we consider wellness habits to be eating in a balanced way, whatever that means for you. So balanced nutrition, joyful movement, hydration, incorporating play and joy in our life, incorporating rest in our life when we need it, and that's it. So when we're talking about wellness habits, um, instead of thinking of the results of those things, think about how to enjoy the experience of those habits, So instead of thinking, what do I want my life to look like in five years? Think about what do I want my life to look like in five minutes? How could I enjoy this moment right now? So instead of focusing on what is my body going to look like after six months of exercise? Okay, that's what I want. These are the habits I should implement. What if instead you said, what kind of movement actually sounds fun right now. In this segment of five minutes, this one hour today, what would I enjoy right now? And again, this is another catch 22 because when we tend to be focused on the results, right? What we want from doing the exercise, what we want from drinking the water, what we want from the balanced nutrition, what we want from the rest and the play, which is typically just like to honestly feel more positive emotions, right? We want to feel good. We want to feel confident. We want to feel whatever it is you want to feel. Mostly we just want to feel good. 
When we focus on the results, we don't end up following through in the long term because we're not motivated. And this is a huge chunk of the Wellness with ADHD digital course that I created to help you create a template for your wellness habits is learning what motivates the ADHD brain, which is the happiness and the joy and the excitement in the moment right now. So if we focus on the end results, we are not motivated in the long term. So we end up quitting and we don't follow through and then we don't ever get the results. On the other end, when we focus on enjoying the process, we end up following through more consistently, more frequently, and the results come naturally, normally, without us even noticing. And in hindsight, we turn around and we're like, wow, I do have a lot more energy than I used to. Wow, it is really pretty easy to incorporate protein in most meals. It is pretty easy to eat and enjoy vegetables and fruit. Who am I, right? Like, why am I now the person who is saying that exercise is fun? Who is this person? I don't like her, you know, like whatever, but you get what I'm saying, right? It happens in hindsight and it's just this catch 22. But if we can focus on the moment and the next five minutes versus five years in the future, we can have massive benefits. And the whole point of this episode is the fact that creating wellness habits, creating these lifestyle changes and any significant change takes time and patience. And so if we are thinking about the future and we're super impatient with it, we're going to fall prey to these quick fixes. We're going to think that that's the answer and we're going to continue the cycle we've been continuing for so long. And I know it is so annoying that things take time and patience, but the thing that can help us be more patient is instead of focusing on the future result, focus on the now and what is going to make the moment right now enjoyable. What's going to make me feel well right now? Now, sometimes that's going to be going for a run. Sometimes that's going to be sitting on the couch and watching TikTok. Sometimes like it's sometimes it's going to be the things that you've been taught aren't wellness. Sometimes it's going to be about learning to follow your instincts in each moment and trusting that your instincts on moment to moment basis are leading you to your ultimate wellness. And I truly believe that when we can get back in touch with our inner knowing, when we can create a template that helps us follow through with our wellness habits that are like in alignment with what we actually want in the moment and in the future, that is what being well is all about. I feel like I'm getting really meta and I'm just talking in circles. So I also want to tell you if you are like so hype on this and you are wanting to create wellness habits in a different way, and these are non-diet wellness habits, wellness habits that are going to, you're going to feel freaking amazing. I know that is so vague, but kind of hard not to describe this stuff in vague terms because I truly do feel like wellness is for me. The idea that now I wake up every day excited for life. I'm not dreading all of my things I quote unquote should do because all the things I quote unquote should do are now things I want to do. I look forward to going for a walk. I look forward to drinking my water. I look forward to meditating and doing these things that like previously were all these just like, and to me, this is wellness because it's health and happiness in perfect harmony. They're not competing with each other. I don't have to sacrifice my happiness in the moment for my health in the long term because to me, that's not the ultimate goal, right? Anyways, if you're tracking with this, 
Anyways, the Wellness with ADHD digital course, let me tell you a little bit about it. It is essentially guides you through the process of creating your own template for your wellness habits that will actually work for you. You'll be learning a couple of methods. So you'll be learning the one small step method, which is my signature methodology I created for ADHDers to create any habit. And it is based off of the idea of the phrase that you may or may not have heard, but it's like one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, referring to man's first step on the moon. And what we do is we create one wellness habit at a time, which takes patience. And we create that patience by enjoying each moment of creating our wellness habits, right? By focusing on what we enjoy. And I teach you how to do all this in the course. Um, I teach you how to utilize your ADHD motivation, which is incorporating things that you're passionate about, you're excited about, making things fun and joyful and playful. We talk about all this in the course and I give you these tools and this format to create your own template for wellness habits. And with the one small step method, you create one habit a month and you take your time to create that habit. And why this works really well is because you're being patient, you have the opportunity to be curious. So here's what this can look like throughout one month. So let's say the habit you want to create is movement. And I guide you through the six wellness habits, the core six that we talked about earlier, nutrition, joyful movement. Um, You can look at it on the website if you'd like. Nutrition, joyful movement, hydration, play, and rest. And so if you're focusing on movement, you're focusing on just movement for the month. So let's say then you say, okay, the first week I'm going to focus on running. I'm going to, let's say you plan on running every day the first week, right? You're coming out the gate hard. You're super excited. And alas, you get to the end of the first week and you only ran one time, okay? What would happen if you were on a quick fix situation? You were in a diet or you were in a plan, 75 hard, some shit like that. That's like you have to do it every day or you start over. You don't learn anything from that experience. You just shame yourself, right? You just say, oh my God, I'm the worst. I didn't do what I said I was gonna do. I've got to try again and I've just got to try harder. Okay, well, you learned nothing about yourself and just quote unquote trying harder isn't going to give you any insight into how to try better. But if you're using the one small step method, I guide you through the process of at the end of that first week, you will do something called editing. And when you edit, you look back and you say, I have some prompting questions where I have you look back and reflect And then you have the opportunity, instead of beating yourself up, you'll look back and you'll say, hmm, why did I only run once? Why didn't I do what I said I was going to do? And when you take pen to paper and answer that question, you will find gold nuggets of information about yourself that will help you create your own wellness template perfectly curated to yourself. So you'll say, why didn't I run? Well, When I got home, I planned on running after work. I didn't know where my clothes or my headphones were, and I was super tired. So I sat down on the couch instead, and I kind of got sucked into TikTok, okay? We look at that from a non-judgmental place. And by the way, the course teaches you how to do all this reflection yourself. So what's cool about it is you are learning how to coach yourself through personal change. It is life-changing in every way. When you can do this with not just your wellness habits, but every area of your life, I guarantee your life will change. I'm like, 
it's just so good. It's so good. I love it. I can't, I'm just so excited for the people that are in the course. They're saying how amazing it is and how it's life-changing to do this process. And I know it will be for you too. So anyways, okay. So you say this didn't work because of this. Well, now you have an opportunity to take that information and create a plan based on that information, right? Remember you have the whole month to do this. You're doing it after a week and you're saying, okay, well then this week I'll set all of my running stuff. I'll put a basket right here by the front door. I'll put my running clothes in here. I'm going to go ahead and put four sets of running clothes. So I don't have to wear moldy, gross, sneaky clothes. I'm going to put all four of them in this basket right now. Sports bra, everything. I also am going to put my headphones and my shoes and my socks and everything I need for the week. And I'm going to try this this week and see if this helps. I also, seven days a week might be too much run coming straight out the gate. Maybe I'll try four days this week because obviously seven was super unrealistic. Last week, I actually only did one. So then you go through that week and you try what your plan was, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to try this and let's see what happens. That's the angle that we come from is let me see what happens. Let me try this and see what happens. Not I better do this or else I'm the worst. Do you see the difference there? This is what makes the difference. I'm just so excited for you guys to try this. Okay, so then after that week, you try it. And now again, you're going to edit again and you're going to reflect. And you're going to say, okay, this week, I totally nailed it. Because my clothes were there, I nailed it. I did it the four days. So proud of myself. Amazing. I actually made progress. This is awesome. But I'm going to reflect on the fact that it was kind of forced. Like I didn't... After the third day, I was not looking forward to it. I just like pushed through with willpower the last two days. It was forced. I didn't enjoy it. Well, now you can ask yourself, why didn't I enjoy it? Well, I don't like running, period. Well, then you get the opportunity to say, okay, well, what benefit do I want from running? Well, I want to, you know, there's a history of heart disease in my family and I want to keep my heart healthy. Well, can I get a healthy heart from something else that might be more enjoyable to me? Maybe next week I could try dancing. I don't even have to change clothes to get home and put my headphones in and start dancing. I could put my headphones in when I'm in the car, turn on my music, get in the house, throw my stuff down, and do a dance party to my favorite music for 30 minutes. Wouldn't that be awesome? So then the next week, you try that. So now you're on, you did one week, now you did two weeks, now you're going into week three with a new plan. I'm going to try to do dancing, and I'm going to do this instead. So I'm just going to set my headphones by the door. Um, it's too freaking hot to run outside anyways, and I'm going to try this. The next week you do that, and you find that you danced every single day when you got home because you loved it. Putting on that music got you amped. All of a sudden, you're, it releases dopamine in your brain, and you are enjoying the experience of moving your body. And what happened then when we have dopamine, something to understand about dopamine, it is a neurochemical in our brain that keeps you wanting more. When your brain releases dopamine, when you do something, it's not just a chemical of enjoyment. It is a chemical of enjoyment, but it also says, thank you, more please. I liked this, more please. Okay, more please. Every time you get a hit of dopamine, it also tells your brain to continue craving that thing. So when you get a hit of dopamine from TikTok, your brain's going to continue craving TikTok. And the more and more you do this, the more and more your brain's going to crave it, which is why things that we've been doing for years and years and years are so hard to break if they give us dopamine. 
Um, and especially with ADHD, this is a whole nother story, which I'm sure I've talked about in depth on earlier podcasts, but we have a dopamine deficiency as ADHDers, and therefore our brain is looking to fulfill dopamine even more so than the regular brain. But this is having in a neurotypical brain as well, just even like more so for us, if that makes sense. So now all of a sudden you have created this habit that you want to do. So now you reflect again and you're like, dang, I've been freaking killing it. And you can just maybe like edit one more time that last week. And something that's fun about the one small step method is as you're doing this throughout the month, then we recognize that by that point, you've created this habit that you enjoy, but you're also a little bit getting kind of bored of the habit, like this being the thing that you're mainly focusing on, right? So instead of falling off the habit, you're going to continue building it and continue focusing on it. But when you reach the next month, you're going to add on the next habit. You're going to say, okay, now I'm dancing every day and now I enjoy this. And this is something that I don't have resistance to anymore. It's super fun. Now, next month, what's something I could focus on new? What's my new, novel, exciting next habit? Because the ADHD brain loves novelty. And you say, this month I'm going to focus on hydration because your girl drinks like zero water a day. Let's focus on drinking like, like a sip of water a day, you know? And the next month you focus on hydration and you build up from there. And that, my friends, is how you take time and patience and you build habits and you create a template that works for you. So now your template for movement is coming in the door, putting in your headphones, dancing for 30 minutes, and then sitting down and watching TikTok or whatever you do after work after that. But it is this way of doing wellness habits that is just totally different than we have ever been introduced to before. And I have such a hard time explaining it, but I do think I did a pretty good job of explaining it this way (laughs) to this episode. And in the course, you'll also learn what to do if you get bored of the habit, right? You get bored and you're like, I'm not into this anymore. The dancing isn't working for me anymore. You also learn what to do then, right? You can revisit the one small step method, which is like specific steps I take you through to do this one habit a month situation. I'm blabbering and I've been talking for 56 minutes. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. This is, I like have not recorded a podcast this long in so long, but I get so excited talking to you guys about this stuff. But in the course, I also created a YouTube style video where I go through the one small step method creating or refocusing on the habit of hydration. So you get to watch like a YouTube style video of me going through this process in addition to like the educational modules which I think are still pretty interesting and are definitely ADHD friendly and short. But alas, you can read all about the digital course if you want wellness with ADHD in the show notes. Um, If you're interested, hop on it. You can use a payment plan and get started for $39 and pay $39 a month over six months, which equates to $234. Or you can pay $234 all at once. And this is going to change your life. I am so confident this is going to change your life because it's not me giving you a quick fix. It's not me giving you a template. It's me teaching you to make your own template. And that is what is going to make the difference. And that is why I created this course for ADHDers so that a bunch of you can go out there and live your freaking wellness dreams and enjoy every second of it and live a day-to-day life that you don't dread, but that you look forward to. 
That is my end goal because honestly, y'all, I am not here on this freaking earth to hate every second of the day. You know, I'm very much like YOLO. <laughs> it's just like hundred year old phrase. It's like I'm ancient. Maybe you probably don't even know what YOLO is if you're like a youth that's listening to this. But like, I'm here to enjoy my life. I'm not here to like be like, I must sacrifice until I die, right? Like ADHDers, we're not very much the people that are like, I'm going to save and not enjoy anything about my life until I retire. That's not us. We want to enjoy today today because there is now and there's not now. So let's enjoy the now, friends. And let's be well and happy and treat our bodies with care while we're here. Dang. I'm freaking excited. Let's do a wrap up, shall we? Okay. The wrap up was, you know, number one, I love (laughs) y'all. As always, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star rating, leave a review. It could be three words and just be like, love this podcast. It means the world to me. I love you guys. I love the messages. Send me a message on Instagram. Say hello. I respond to each and every one. Each and every one makes my heart grow a hundred times bigger. Amazing. Okay, wait, I'm wrapping things up. Sorry, I'm getting off track. Anyways, wrapping up two reasons that ADHDers can fall prey to quick fix diets is because number one, we have time blindness and we experience time as now and not now. Number two, we need a template. Otherwise, it's very overwhelming. And because of these two reasons, we can fall into quick fix diets. But those keep us in that binge restrict cycle where we make a change and then we go right back to our old habits. A mindset shift you can use to change this is to start focusing on the now and enjoying the moment and enjoying the wellness habits you have in the now versus focusing on the end results in the future. And this is what will make the difference for you because you will actually end up keeping these wellness habits for longer. And if you would like to take this one step further, if you are ready to invest in yourself in a small way, because I keep my investments small because I think they should be. And I think the coaching industry is insane. The amount they charge people because this information should be readily available to anybody who wants it. You can purchase the wellness with ADHD digital course and get started on this today and start creating your own template for your own wellness habits that are going to give you this experience that we've been talking about in this episode. That is it. Again, love you guys. I will see you in the next episode. Remember, don't get your wellness habits from Shein. Get them from like, what's a more sustainable brand? I don't know because I buy all my shit at Goodwill. But that's it. Love you guys. And I will talk to you next time on Part-Time Wellness.